my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Aaron Bandler, and uh, we had a lot to discuss today. We obviously broke down the Super Bowl and the halftime show and all that good stuff, and then uh, pivoted to some deeply serious issues <laughs> that the country is facing right now between the series of UFOs being shot down over American soil to... Uh, the ecological disaster unfolding in my home state as we speak. Um, a lot to get to, as always. Uh, before I get to Aaron, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can uh, support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the NoGimmicksPodcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Aaron Bandler. All right, guys, we're here with my brother Aaron Bandler. Uh, Aaron is filling in for us here on short notice. Really appreciate it, my man. How have you been? Anytime, Brady. Not too shabby. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm doing good, all things considered. Uh, Got to start with the Super Bowl, man. It was a great Super Bowl. I have complaints. Yeah. I have complaints about other stuff regarding the Super Bowl, but the game was outstanding. <laughs> sure. And I was just terrified because these Super Bowls where everybody's like, it's going to be awesome, are like, that's exactly when you get a stinker. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's going to turn into, like, some boring game. But, no, man, it was awesome. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, everybody lived up to the billing. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it, it, was, it was absolutely a, a captivating game throughout. And every time it looks like um, – there are times after that game where it looks like the Eagles were just going to pull away uh, and blow up the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs just kind of came roaring back. And um, it, and it came down to, to, to the final seconds of the game, and, and that's really all you can hope for um, in, in a big game like that, where your team isn't in, when your team isn't in it. Oh, for sure. I mean, do you have any problem with that uh, holding call? Like, you know, w- I, I, I I I did it first, but afterward, James Bradbury, right. uh, who committed the penalty, he was like, "Yeah, I did it. I was hoping I would get away with it." So yeah. okay, like you know, like. A, you know, d- debate over. Um, I mean, I think the main thing is that I think the biggest complaint that I can sympathize with is, is that in like in like the final minutes of the game, usually the refs just let them play out. Um, but at the same time, like ten years ago, when my team was playing the Ravens, uh, 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 there was a critical fourth down with the Niners in the red zone, and Michael Crabtree was held. That's right. Uh, I uh, remember that. On a complete that. pass, and they didn't. Call, and the ref was right there, and, and didn't throw the flag, presumably because it was the final minute. It was like the final seconds of the game, and uh, or final minute of the game, or whatever. And they let him play. And so I just wish there was a consistent standard here, you know. And I, get, and I get that it was ten years ago, but like people expect that in in the final minutes of, of the game that that the ref, that the ref just let him play. And if that's if that's not gonna be the case, then I, I just hope that it's consistent. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it always sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth when the refs kind of decide games. And it feels like this year more than usual, 
the refs really insert themselves alive into these games and change the flow of the game. Yeah. And that's that's my biggest complaint. Yeah, it it wasn't like people are upset because they basically kept the flags in their pockets the whole game <laughs> until that. Which is like I I do get it. It was kind of ticky tack, but like I don't know, man. Juju beat him on that route. He held him because he kind of had to. I mean, it was just like yeah. it happened, you know. Like it's I I didn't have a problem with it. It was a great game. I mean, I didn't like I I mean I don't really care for either one of those teams, but I did I moving forward. I mean, I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs by the end of it, just because like Eagles fans are insufferable. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I totally going going towards this season. I'm like gonna totally turn on the Chiefs and here's why they did the underdog thing like Travis Kelsey and a bunch of the Chiefs players like they tried to do the whole fake underdog route they're like F you to all the haters nobody believed in us and it's like excuse me like you play for the Chiefs man like you're a first ballot (laughs) Hall of Famer you've been to the Super Bowl every year like this is your like everybody picked the Chiefs I picked the Chiefs I think you picked the Chiefs right um, I'm pretty I sure you did. Prediction, but uh, but um, well, the thing is, is that I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Philly was favored, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because yeah. The, the city of Philadelphia is full of a bunch of degenerate gamblers. That's why. Well, yes. <laughs> um, but 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 also like on the Fox pregame, like all the analysts picked the picked the Eagles too. But but it's always like a bad sign when like whenever like it's a pregame, everyone picks the you know, picks the team. But that's where I'm like, uh oh, you know, because it's just it's just bad juju, you know. Uh, I mean, no pun intended with, uh, you know, Judy Smith's juicy, but, um, but yeah, um, so uh, I, I will say that this is Philly Mahomes' league now. I mean, the fact that he did what he did on a bad ankle, that got aggravated during the game, is I mean, that that sort looked, of remarkable. That actually did look bad, too. Like, he was in some it serious looked terrible. Pain. Yeah. He was, like his ankle bent you tell, completely yeah. sideways. Yeah. And you tell throughout the game that he was fighting through, and the fact that he played so it's still by the high level is, I mean, you know, just hats off to him for that. You know, it, it's, it's, it, this is a home. Like, it used to be Brady's league and now it's the Holmes's league. And now teams going forward are going to have to find a way to match that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be tough. You know, uh, I, I mean, certainly my team needs to, my team doesn't, doesn't have many holes, but, but they need to fix, but they need to be like perfect. They need to fix these holes and, become perfect in order to have a, in order to have a shot against Mahomes next year. So. I know. Mahomes, I mean, it's like, you never, like, obviously he's only been in the league five years or whatever. It's like you can't, on all-time lists, he's not up there with, like, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, guys like that, obviously. But, it's but he's like, getting there. But the dude, I mean, he's, like, got the talent of Aaron Rodgers, and he's got that, like, playoff clutchness and, like, winning kind of thing of Tom Brady. He's kind of, like, the best of both worlds. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, it's like, you can't, like, who would vote against, like, if you had to bet on somebody winning league MVP next year, you'd say Mahomes. I mean, it's just like, yeah, the Chiefs should be the favorites to win again next year. I mean, it's just like, they are, they are the dynasty, man. Like, they have, it's just like Brady and Belichick with Andy Reid and Mahomes. Like, it's, you know. It is. And it's also, I think a lot of people, including myself, you know, against the Chiefs this year because, uh, you know, they, they it, because they lost Tyreek Hill, or I mean, they, they traded him because I guess they had to for salary cap reasons. But I, if they, if anything, like it's like losing Tyreek Hill, like like almost forced Mahomes to be better. Yeah. You know, and it's just I, I look at some of his weapons. Like obviously Kelsey is 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 incredible. Yeah. You know, but like you know, MVS, Sky Moore, Juju Smith, Schuster. Yeah. Um, and, and even even like even like they had like 
but Edward Slayer at the beginning of the year, and they, they kind of had a uh, a rotation of running backs out with Isaiah Pacheco, who's looks really good. Jarek McKinnon had an incredible year, but it, it's like you know, Mahomes did. Mahomes didn't have the same plethora of weapons that he had, um, you know, twenty twenty, you know, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, so it's it's just incredible that that he was able to make become better with less talent around him. Yeah, it's just not um, that's not how it's supposed to work, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and that that's very Brady like because Brady didn't always have the best talent around him toward you know toward the end of his career with the Patriots, but he still just balled out. So. Yeah. I mean, the last couple Super Bowls he won in New England was he was thrown to Edelman and Amendola. Yeah, and like Gronk, who was hurt half the time. <laughs> exactly. I know, and like their be- the Chiefs' best receiver is Juju, and he was a guy that like the Steelers didn't even need. They're like they didn't re-sign him. I mean, I I love Juju, like he's a good player, but it's like he would have been the Steelers' third best receiver, so they just didn't re-sign him. You know, it's like yeah. And then and he was their number one wideout. Like it's they got MVS from Green Bay, who he kind of sucks. You know, he's just like a fifty-fifty ball guy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. The halftime crazy. show was terrible, and <laughs> yeah, and it may just be because I'm an old man. But like I I knew Rihanna's old songs from like ten or twelve years ago, but I didn't know any of the new songs <laughs> at all. And it's just like. It was boring. There was no guest appearances. It was just Rihanna and then a bunch of people dressed up like Chinese spy balloons or something. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't like, it was just this was weird. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old man, but I'm just like, I don't get it. And my wife didn't yeah. like it either, and she usually likes the halftime show. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't get it, man. I'm getting Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I, apparently Rihanna is pregnant now and I mean, sir, she certainly deserves credit for, for performing despite being pregnant. Um, you know, props to her for that, but, um, it was just, it was just such a listless show. You know, there was no real energy or, or anything from it that made it particularly interesting. Um, it, it, that's what, and you forget how many, like, how many hits Rihanna's had over the years. And yet it, it's just, like just click it into I me. Mean, I thought the, the funniest part of the show was the memes afterwards about about those about those moving platforms and the people putting like Super Smash Brothers characters in <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, to me, that was <laughs> you know growing up playing playing the Smash Brothers games. You know, I really appreciated that. But otherwise, just I don't know. I, I mean, especially it's like, like like the Umbrella song. Like like Jay Z has has a part in that, and Jay Z was there for the guest appearance. I, I don't understand why I, I don't understand why he, he didn't make a guest appearance. I don't know. It it, it just I mean look I, I I I'm I'm a little bit of a funny daddy in the sense like I tend to like you know classic rock and metal music like like honestly like my my ideal halftime performance would be like the Who you know Paul McCartney who was there or like Slipknot which which never happen because because Slipknot's too brutal uh with their lyrics but like if they ever did a halftime show it would be the most amazing thing ever in, in my opinion but they never do it but but, but that, that's that's what i would what i like personally um you I know mean, but... when they had when they held the super bowl I, was it two years ago when they had the super bowl in san francisco and they didn't Saint Clara, yeah and and they didn't have metallica play i was like all right uh... i kind of lost hope that it's ever going to be good again because it's like i mean for people who don't know Metallica is the top-selling artist of all, any genre in the modern yeah. era. The modern era oh, is yeah. classified as 1980 to present when they started accurately. I mean, you have, like, basic album sale numbers before 1980, but 
Billboard started accurately tracking those sales numbers in 1980, and nobody has sold more records than Metallica since then. He sold more than Michael Jackson, sold more That's than right. anybody. I mean, it, it was just crazy. Like you know, a lot of people don't know that, but I mean, quite quite literally the top-selling band of all time. <laughs> and they're from San Francisco, and they didn't have Metallica do it. So it's like, I, know. I, don't, I don't think they're ever going to have, like, rock and roll again. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't get it. like just... there's not really that... I, like, the only rock and roll band that's even, like, big enough right now, I guess, would be either Metallica or the Foo Fighters. But, like, it, I yeah. just don't think they're ever going to do it. It's just going to be, like, pop stars and... You know, whatever. But like I, I last year was bad. awesome with all the rap stuff. Like I loved it last year. Yeah, and and, th- and, and then there are a lot of like classic bands that are from San Francisco that that, uh, that they could have used. Uh, you know, Journey, CCR, Santana. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, I mean, the the, the, the list goes on. But um. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems like now, like the I guess the NFL thinks that like the only way to like reach the young people is by you know do, doing rap and top stars, which is unfortunate because. But like I said, I, I'm more into like the rock and metal stuff. But um, you know, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not the one calling the shots. I'm not Roger Goodell, so. Um. I I do have to mention this before I move on. Adam Kinzinger, <laughs> he tweeted last night that he didn't like the halftime show, and all the lefties yeah. were calling him a racist. <laughs> and then he tweets he tweets back at one of them. He's like, "Really brilliant! I'm a racist for for not liking the halftime show." And I'm just, dude, that. That cracked me up so bad. I mean, it's like, bro, you want to be a, you wanted to be a Democrat, like you bought the ticket, pal. <laughs> like those are your people now, man. Like you, you're gonna have to deal with the woke stuff the rest of your life. That's the choice you made. Don't yep. complain now after the fact. Yeah, it's like you made your you made your bed, and I and I got lie in it. it it's yeah, <laughs> I, it's karmic retribution. <laughs> so the military um, is shooting down. Unidentified flying objects over American airspace essentially every day now. Um, this is the world we live in now, <laughs> apparently. Um, apparently. It's one over Alaska uh, four days ago, one over uh, the Yukon and Canadian territory. Another one yesterday um, over Lake Huron, about 300 miles north of my house. Um, obviously, we know the first balloon that was shot down in Myrtle Beach. We knew that was that was uh, Chinese. The the Chinese government admitted it. They didn't, they didn't hide it or anything. Yeah. Um, this most recent one wasn't a balloon. It was this weird octagon-shaped metal thing traveling at 20,000 feet. Um, you know, I, I, you have to assume these aircraft are, are Chinese. I, I don't know what else to assume at this point. But, like, it, it's, I, I, I suppose this is the new normal. I mean, and it's, like, the fact that people aren't even—they go straight to, like, alien memes— Stuff like that, <laughs> you know, like you t- on cable news, they'll they'll address it. They're like, "Oh yeah, we shot down another aircraft over Michigan this time." Anyway, uh, Super Bowl is gonna be great. <laughs> you know, it's like it's so bizarre that in the course of like seven days, this kind of activity has become somewhat normal. It's incredibly bizarre, <laughs> and it's like you know, I mean, the one hand, the memes are all the alien memes are great. You know, it's it's like this is, this is how war of the world starts. Uh, but but like in all seriousness, it's. These are, I mean, it's prob, it's, it's obviously not aliens. It is probably Chinese aircraft, and I, I think the first spy balloon that was up for like five days or whatever was probably a test to see how we would handle it. And clearly, like the fact that it was up there for five days before before it was shot down, um, shows that we did not pass with flying colors. And now the Chinese are just going to keep doing this. And Gordon Chang, who is a, 
uh, an expert on all things China, was tweeted yesterday that we have to assume that these that that the, the, these UFOs, these aircraft, are like the first wave of an attack. And I I, I have to think he's right because like what I, I because I think one of, like one of those it may have been the first one I forget now, but but one but one of those whichever was above Montana was surveilling like sensitive DOD sites. Like why would you be why would why why would anybody be surveilling such a sensitive site unless it was it was a target for for a future attack? And certainly, like like if if like if you're China right now, I mean, or any of our enemies, you know, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're thinking they're trying to get away with as much as possible, knowing that Biden isn't going to do much about it. So, I mean, these are I'm, these are scary times. I'm not worried about an attack. I mean. It- I, I assume by attack you mean something like a, like if a China if China attacks the United States in the near future it'll be something to do with like disrupting the power grid. It, it's going to be something like that. It's going to be like yes. to disable tech. It's going to be it's not going to be like a them shooting a missile into sure. military base. Yeah. It's like that that's not. I mean they they want nothing to do with a war with the West right now. I mean they don't as powerful as their military is. It's nothing compared to ours. I mean, we're we're spending more than double on our military what they spend on theirs. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of bloat in our military. <laughs> I, I don't think they're putting uh, time and effort into like the woke DEI stuff the way our military is. But it's like, yeah. but we're still spending way more. I mean, they they can't compete with us militarily because they can't really compete with us economically either. But I I just regard I don't know like it's I, I don't I, I have to assume that these aircraft are Chinese obviously it's the only thing that would make sense mm-hmm. but I, I don't know like I, I'm torn like we have no information that's the thing I mean we're, we're just purely yeah, that's speculating what's, that's right what's, now that's the most disconcerting thing is it is, is lack of information so, like, you know, so, so I yeah I don't I mean, know so certainly the mind wanders it, it's either like to me and uh, you and I are not experts on China or the military no. so it's like we're, we're just speculating here and I, I obviously i know the i don't think the the audience is expecting us to just get everything right right now with <laughs> no information at hand you know um at least hopefully you guys are giving us more more slack than that but um it's like it either seems like it's the chinese trying to get away with figuring out how much they can get away with um, yeah or it's like i can't go back to thinking it, it's one of these things where we're, you know, both sides, United States and China, are constantly kind of surveilling each other with these aircraft. Obviously, there there used to be some open air agreements back in the during the Cold War between America and the USSR, where we would let each other fly aircraft over our airspace as a part of like you know reducing nuclear tensions and stuff like that. I, but I don't know, like it, it could be something like that, and then you know Biden, the the Biden regime is so reactionary. You saw it with the Afghanistan withdrawal um, when the press started uh, criticizing them for not being tough enough on the Taliban. They just started dropping bombs, and then they ended up killing 10 innocent people who were allied with the United States. So it could be one of those kind of reactionary things. They caught all this flack for being you know, not tough enough on China. You could let this balloon fly across the entire mainland United States, which was obviously ridiculous. Um and then now they're just like, we're going to shoot everything down. <laughs> you know, so they just like go overboard and start shooting everything down. So it's like, I don't know. It, but it's just like the Biden administration has been so cartoonishly corrupt that it's like, whatever the truth is, I just can't shake the thought that there's some kind of regime BS afoot. 
because I just don't trust these people. I just, you know, it's like they go from admitting that they were aware of the first balloon for a week before they did anything about it, and they weren't going to say anything about it if local journalists in Montana didn't get the thing on video and post it on the internet, you know, so they really couldn't. So it's like, but it's just tough to, you know, I, I you watch the, the Pentagon press conference, you see what comes out of the White House, and it's like, I don't know, man. It's like the Biden family has personal financial ties to these hostile foreign governments, like oh, to yeah. the Chinese. And they have ho- they have personal financial Biden ties to the Ukrainian government. And so it's just like whatever information is coming out of these people, I'm just not I don't feel compelled to trust any of it. It's like I, I can't find a trustworthy source of information on any of this stuff right now. It, it's, it's just yeah, frustrating. Yeah, and, and, and it's very disconcerting. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about uh, the concerns that, 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 that China might trying to disrupt the power grid I, I mean there's you know mark levin has had this guy named peter pry on his show talk about and this goes back this dates back several years uh talk about our power grid and how just ex- people don't realize that our power grid is actually very vulnerable and it wouldn't be that hard for a regime like china to really disrupt the power grid if people don't realize that the power, if the power grid goes out then then it, then it's going to be chaos, you know, because because that's the kind of thing that can cause like airplanes fall out of the sky. We lose power for like months, and I mean, like our, our very way of life would be disrupted, and it, it would it would cause many people, it would cause many deaths, and it would take a long time to to get things right again. You know, it's it's a very scary proposition, and so and I don't know how how much. I, I just I don't know how much Trump administration did to try and shore it up, but certainly Biden administration is not, not going to do anything about it because, as you said, they're reactionary. So I don't know, man. It, I mean, it, again, like this is all very disconcerting, and um, you know, let's just hope World War Three is isn't going to break out anytime soon. Yeah, I can't imagine. I it's it's China wants nothing to do with a war with the West. I I don't think that they they just don't have the capabilities to do it right now. Um, I don't know. It, it's just when you just look at the Biden administration, you look at the people running the government, and you just are not. It's like obviously I'm I'm way more radical than you are. I'm a I'm a very radical libertarian, but it's like I think we're all everybody on the right side of the aisle is on the same page, looking at the Biden administration, thinking, sure, you know, you can't. Times like these, uh, you really don't want a man with dementia <laughs> running the running the government. <laughs> no it's kidding. Like, yeah. you, you can't have a diversity hire like Pete Buttigieg, you know, running the transportation. You know, it's just like you can't. It's like these are serious times, and we're led by deeply, profoundly unserious people. Yeah. And I mean, the most disturbing thing going on right now, and when you and I were prepping for the show, I I shouldn't have been surprised actually that you hadn't even heard of this yet because you live on the West Coast and it's just barely being reported by anybody. Um, but the the most disturbing thing that that's happened over this last week is the ecological disaster unfolding t- uh, less than 200 miles from my house in East Palestine, Ohio, which is uh, close to the PA border. It's mm. maybe an hour's drive south of Cleveland uh, for anybody that isn't aware. Uh, but they evacuated the town. People are reporting animal die-offs, cattle and chickens and stuff like that as far as 100 miles away, fish in the rivers and streams just floating belly up everywhere. Um, and no one's talking about it. I know no one's talking. I mean, there's like a few people. I mean, you were you were just on. You searched some keywords on Twitter, and like the only people talking about it are like Marjorie Taylor Greene and people like that. You know, people that are all you know who get a lot of stuff wrong. And 
and it's like you, you can't even find accurate information on either side coming out of this stuff. But it's like we know it's bad. We know people have probably died. We know a lot of people have been evacuated, but we don't know how bad. We don't know what's actually going to happen. We don't know what the projections are, and it's impossible to get accurate information. So it's like, I mean, we're just yeah. living. It, it's such a frustrating time to try to, I mean, one, like I'm, you know, obviously I'm, there's a UFO shot down close to my place. There's a ecological disaster pretty close to my place. I'm concerned just on a human level, but also just hosting a podcast. It's such a frustrating time because I, I, who knows? Like, I don't know what's real coming out of this East Palestine situation. That's like, it's impossible to actually nail down what's going on on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly was surprised to hear about it when you, like, when we were coming for the show. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, so it's the fact that there's like little no reporting on it is disconcerting, and it sounds like we don't really know what the cause of the explosion was. And yeah, I mean, there needs to be a lot of answers, and I, I think there's a lot of answers that are needed for that situation. Um, and it's it's not quite the same thing, but like. The earthquake in Turkey, you know, 35,000 people dead, and no one's really talking about that. And, um, I mean, certainly, like, there's reporting um, from, from, like, the big news sites and whatever, but, like, it's not, it's not, like, it, it's it's not a big source of discussion on social media or, or the cable news networks, which is unfortunate because what's going on in Turkey right now is heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, just communities destroyed, uh, you know, and... Um, and, and, and 35,000 people dead. So um, it's it's unfortunate that we that uh, it, it seems like our our priorities uh, in terms of what's newsworthy and what isn't are sort of all mixed up right now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and it's like obviously, I mean, yeah, this is the worst disaster that's happened globally um, in a long time. I mean, that's yeah, and. and a lot of the areas affected in Syria, especially, were in some of the most war-torn parts of the country. I mean, these people, like in Aleppo, for instance, was hit hard by this this earthquake. And it's like, man, these people have been suffering for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people cannot catch a break. Um, yeah, man. And it's like the United States has been at war off and on in the Middle East, you know, since since the early 90s. And it's like... Western media and and just and it's not just the media. Obviously, you know I, I hold a lot of the media accountable for for how they cover this stuff. But it's like just in the American mind, it's just we're so used to hearing bad news out of the Middle East. It's like oh another war broke out. Oh we're bombing so and so now. Oh there's another terrorist attack in Israel. Oh there's this and it's just like we're so desensitized to it because we've just been hearing it constantly for decades and it's like. I mean, it's not just the the journalist problem. You know, it's it's their job to to report on these things, and they don't. But it's like it, it's our fault too, just as Americans. It's like we just don't. I don't know. Like it just doesn't even. Like if this happened in Paris, you know what I mean? It would be wall to wall coverage. If it happened in London, but it's for some reason, if it's if it's in the Middle East, we just don't even. I don't know, man. I, it's human right, nature. It's, like I understand why this happens. It's just I don't know. I'm thinking of terrorist attack in Israel. There, there actually was one that happened um, a, a, a few days ago. That there was a Palestinian terrorist um, rammed a car at, 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 a, at a bus stop in East Jerusalem, and uh, it, it was a father with his two kids, uh, eight, eight and six, and those two kids died for, for, uh, in the ramming attack, and the father is still hospitalized. 
And it sounds like he's in moderate condition, but like he had to miss the funeral for his kids because he was hospitalized. So, but some people realize that that, that it, it, in Jewish tradition, Jewish ritual, uh, Jewish law, it, it's it's customary that the dead become buried two days after their passing. Yeah. Um. So 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 that's why the father had to miss it, and it's just you know there, there's a video of, of of this of these kids' brother, and he, he's talking Hebrew. Um. But even if, if if you can't understand Hebrew, you could just feel like the anguish and the grief he's he, he's dealing with, and it's just and what's particular and what makes it even worse is that you know like every time one of these terrorist attacks happen, the Palestinians hand out sweets in Gaza, uh, and the West Bank, with Judea and Samaria, um, and now they're like into Israel groups in the U.S. Every time these attacks happen, they say like you know glory to our martyrs. Or, or whatever, praising as an act of resistance or whatever. Like, it, it's like if there is increasing radicalization happening um, with these anti Israel groups here in the US, and again, no, no one's talking about it. And, and when these attacks happen in the Middle East, you know, in Israel, it, it gets some coverage. It gets a lot of coverage in Israeli media, obviously, but outside of that, outside of a few stories in the, in Western media, it, it people kind of shrug their shoulders at it. It's it's terrible and, and it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I, I mean, I wouldn't have heard about that if I didn't follow you on Twitter. I, mean, I didn't see any other yeah. you know, news outlets reporting on that. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just tough, man. It's tough. And it's like the, I mean, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I, I shared the alien memes all weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I try to, like, you gotta, you're either laughing or crying. I mean, you gotta kind of just make fun of the news or you're gonna drive sure. yourself crazy. But it's like, we are living in serious times. Like, we we are living in very, very serious times. There are serious people doing serious things across the world right now. Um, and boy, oh boy, wouldn't it be great if our government and our press had even a shred of credibility? Like, not, now is if the time only. when it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. But they don't. I mean, they don't. And I think for a lot of Americans, COVID was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, like, they they've, they put up with propaganda for a long time, but all of the lies surrounding COVID were just too much um, for people to overlook. And, I mean, they, they everything they said about COVID was a lie. They lie about everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lie about the most important issue. They lie about you know, war. Colin Powell lying to the U.N. about... WMDs, you know, it's like they, they lie to cover their own tracks. Obviously, we're watching the Hunter Biden stuff play out with the Biden regime. I mean, these people are constantly lying. And so it's in, in these deeply serious times. <laughs> we have no idea what our, our military shoot. The military doesn't know what they're shooting down over American airspace on a daily basis. Obviously, the stuff going on in Ohio. Within the, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust anybody. You look at. I mean, there's a train derailment that blew up and spewed toxic chemicals into the environment. Pete Buttigieg, a diversity hire, is the secretary of transportation. So it's like these people, it's clownish. These people are so clownish in these times that call for serious men doing serious things. Yeah. And I don't know what we do about that. Yeah, and I was was telling you before, uh, before the show that there's an interview and I, I repeat who does on scene and I think there's something Jake Tapper and and Tapper says to him, well, even though like it's despite the this is the, the first Chinese spy balloon, he says, even though the Chinese even though that balloon was shot down, 
it sounds like the China still got all the intel they're looking for, right? And Pete Buttigieg is like, well, I can't really speak on that. I'm just <laughs> glad that no one was hurt. I, I was just, just like, wow, like that. That right there sums up exactly the problem with with, with these times right now. Because it gets because yeah, it's it's we we are governed by unserious people in very serious times, and it's just it's only going to get worse from here, unfortunately. I mean, it's like everything coming from the Biden White House is like climate change, equi- equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. They they just did another the the diversity hire press secretary girl. She was just talking about somebody else. She's like, isn't this great? The person taking over this department is gay. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't care. Tell yeah. me what you're shooting down over Lake Huron. Like, I don't care who these people prefer to have sex with. My goodness, t- tell me the truth about what's happening on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. I do not yeah. care who you're banging. That makes no difference to me. But it's like these people are so far. I mean, it, it, how they are hand, how they are governing generally is such an insult to our intelligence. I mean, this is like it, it, it's it's an absolute joke. I mean, it's it's a clown. It, we're led by clowns, and that's why I am the way I am. That's why I'm as radical as I am because I just look at the people running the show, and I'm like, yeah, anybody. I mean, just pick random names out of the phone book. Anybody can do better than that. Like if any, like if any of these institutions were run by just normal people like you would run a small business they'd be in better hands than they are now and it's like yeah man serious times from turkey and syria to to the war in yeah, ukraine I mean, to it, everything it would, i mean I, I i certainly have developed this cynical worldview where i do it's just sort of like laugh how the world burns because it's all you can do when, when when you're seeing these clowns just you know botch everything and it's, I mean, it would be, it would be really funny if it wasn't for the fact that, that, that the consequences are quite dire. And so, yeah, I mean, as I said, like, it's only going to get worse from here, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be easier to laugh if we hadn't been screaming at these people to not make these decisions for years. <laughs> like, yeah. If, like, it didn't have to be this way, ladies and gentlemen. You could have listened to us. You didn't. And here we are. So, I mean, if, if these were all unavoidable problems that just happen from time to time, it would be a lot easier to swallow. But it's like, man, it, it's not like I'm a I'm not even a huge fan of Donald Trump. I voted for him. But, you know, he sure. totally botched COVID and all this. But it's like even and it's not like I mean, Trump's worst problem is hiring. I mean, the dude does not know how to hire staff. I mean, that is like half of his problems were because he hired the wrong people. But it's like. Even with the shaky parts of the Trump administration, it's like you have to imagine they would have handled a lot of these things a lot better. You know, like it's they at least had a little bit they had closer to what could be considered a baseline of competence. They weren't there. They weren't like super competent, but they were a heck of a lot closer than whatever we're watching right now from Washington. Sure. Well, and I think that if Trump's still president right now, that these spy balloons, these aircrafts are not. I don't think China would even try to pull to pull the pull this stuff when if Trump's obviously and I know that there were some there were some reports saying that there were like three of these balloons the Trump administration but like I think it was Mark Esper uh, the former defense secretary that was like no that that's not true Mark Esper is not uh, I, I mean it, it, Mark Esper has been pretty critical of Trump so oh yeah no I would um, have to think Mattis Mattis and McMaster both said that they had not heard of anything either. 
Right. Yeah. Right. So, 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 and none of these guys are big Trump people. No. Like, no. They no. were at odds with Trump throughout throughout the administration throughout his throughout his tenure, and bashed him to the press afterwards. So these guys are all saying, "No, this didn't happen." That's probably then it probably didn't happen. You right. know. So it's what's again, but this just to show how unserious the media is because they're gonna be like, "Yeah, this is bad," but look, it happened to Trump too. It's just, it's just, it's just so. The media are so partisan, and they care only only about getting Democrats elected. It's just, again, it's like unserious people during during very serious times. And and actually, you know, like I, I, while we were talking, I got a letter from Fox News that there was a ramming attack that happened in New York City. Like, I guess some dude with a truck uh, driving a U-Haul ran a rampage in Brooklyn, and several people were hit and badly injured. So you know, like, again, these are these are very serious times and um only get worse from here man i uh i have my first kid coming here in the next month and so i'm always gonna be super busy with baby stuff i'll probably go like long periods of time without checking my phone you know and sure. it's like there's gonna be some weird stuff i mean if you don't check twitter for a day and then you come back and there's like stuff blowing up in ohio and like spy balloons getting shot down over the great lakes and stuff i mean it's like the the news happens way too fast. I know. And it's like anytime we're doing a podcast, I'm like, you know, you and I haven't checked our phones in an hour. Who knows what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, my goodness. Yeah, man. Serious times. We are, def we are definitely living in serious times. We will try to laugh our way through it, my friend. <laughs> we will, yeah, that's all we can do right we'll now, do right? do our best. Aaron, my brother, laugh thanks for doing pain. this, man. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, read your stuff and follow you online, keep in touch, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so... It, so uh, follow me at Banner's Banter. Uh, you can read my stuff at JewishJournal.com. Uh, we are the, the, the premier Jewish newspaper in the country, and we are and we do a great job of representing all all, all points of view um, and having serious in-depth reporting that that's not just of interest to the Jewish community, but to everyone. So you know, give, um, give, give me a follow, give us a read. We have a lot of great writers um, at, at, at at the Jewish Journal. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Brady. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Everybody follow Aaron. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.